So welcome everyone to Hale Ho'onani, which means house of praise in Hawaiian. And today we're talking about releasing small-mindedness. So let's do our round of hellos. Do you mind unmuting and saying hello and where you're located? Uh, it's Thomas, Thomas in Charlotte, North Carolina. Great. Michelle, you want to say hi? Yes, good morning. It's Michelle from Oregon. Great. And Akemi? Oops. Hi, uh, Akemi from Ohio. <laughs> awesome. And Sophia, you want to say hi? Hi, good afternoon. I'm driving from Boston to Awesome. Sam, you want to say hi? I hope you can hear me. Hi, everybody. So let's review our abundance homework from last Sunday. So we have a church member, I'll call her Rumi, and she doesn't want to continue to do her abundance homework from our last Sunday service. Do you remember what your homework is? It was um, to basically move your body, move your body, move your body, while saying the mantra that brings in mucho abundance, which is, I know what I want and I'm gonna get it. So Rumi's in her kitchen, you know, and she's cutting up these mangoes and she's saying, I know what I want and I'm gonna get it. And all of a sudden she experiences a sudden urge to drop the mango and she hears the abundance angels in her head and they say drop the mango drop it now go to that audition and she freezes mango still in hand she doesn't want to go to an audition she's a semi-pro dancer this is the year to go pro to do those auditions to get the part to be on the stage and she hears her abundance angels chanting, I know what I want and I'm gonna get it. And she looks down on her body, she looks at her mango and she's thinking I'm 10 pounds overweight right now. And her abundance angels sing, I know that I'm fat and I know I'm gonna get what I want. I know that I'm fat and I'm gonna get what I want. So she immediately drops the mango, goes back to bed. Now your abundance homework, it works. You don't have to do it an hour a day unless you're super committed to manifesting. So she does it for three seconds, it works. And then she doesn't want it to work. And sometimes we say we're ready for our abundance, but we don't wanna do the audition we want it to come easy or without any participation on our part because the audition brings up all your doubts she's thinking I'm a little chunky right now I don't have an outfit you can go on and on about why something is not yours and doesn't belong to you while your abundance angels the whole universe is chanting I know what I and I'm gonna get what I want. I know that I'm fat. I'm gonna get what I want. 
that it's mine and I so fine. You know, they're dancing. Meanwhile, you and me both, we're in bed. So Rumi's in bed and her abundance angels follow her into her bedroom. Abundance lesson number one, you can't escape your abundance. Please write that in your journal. I can't escape my abundance. So Rumi knows that they're in the room uh, because the windows open just a crack and the window is making the curtains go, I know what I want. So she asks, well, what if I don't get it? And her abundance angels answer her in her head, self-doubt is a wall and you don't break it down in one day, you break it down every time you do an audition. You can fail an audition and still get the part. You'll go on stage with all of this self-doubt, this wall inside of you. You can succeed at an audition and not get the part. You can walk out of there with zero self-doubt and then you get the next part. What if abundance takes 10 steps and the first nine steps are additions where you don't get the part? So just do the nine steps, the 10th will follow. And then she sees the reality, Jesus of Nazareth doing all 10 steps with her. And he isn't scared of doing non-auditions and not getting chosen because he doesn't have a wall inside of him. And he says to her, you have to choose yourself before anyone else can. And then he says to her, I'm a wall breaker. So are you. Please write this in your journal. Jesus, break down the walls inside my soul. I'm ready to choose myself and get abundance. Now we're ready for our opening prayer. So now go ahead and close your eyes and breathe in and breathe out. Breathing and imagining that there is a sparkling white light of the Holy Spirit, like a waterfall of sparkling light falling down upon you from heaven. You are so blessed right now your soul is working in so many dimensions besides this to help the planet. Breathing in and feeling the angels surrounding you. All of heaven is so thankful that you are alive, emanating your light on this planet. We are calling in the Christ who is Jesus and Mother Mary and Father and Mother God, and Pelehunua, the spirit of the Hawaiian volcano, and Anastasia, the sister of Jesus, and Dr. Hansen and Yogananda, healers who are gonna protect the space you're in, and your home and your family and your pets, this entire time until we meet again. 
breathing in and out. Imagine the one thing that you want. See it, see yourself getting it. See yourself with your dream in your hands. Breathe in, breathing out. Now notice around you that there are walls of self-doubt. Anything around you that doubts even one ounce around you, notice the wall around you. How big is this wall? What's it made of? What's the material? And what is the graffiti on that wall? Read what the graffiti says to you. Naming yourself doubt. Relaxing and read the graffiti. Go ahead and imagine yourself taking a hammer. And I want you to smash that wall down. Start smashing it. Smash the crap out of that wall. Just come on, make a big hole. Wow, that's good, you made a hole. Oh my gosh, if you look through the hole, you can see Jesus on the other side of that wall. Hi, his light is starting to shine through the hole. Oh my gosh, he's telling you, come on, come on. Abundance is right here on this side of the wall. Smash it down, keep smashing it. Oh my gosh, just smashing it. And now walk through that hole right to the other side. Step into the light of your abundance. What do you think about that graffiti now? Now that you're on this other side, what do you think about that graffiti now? and the people who wrote it. Remember this feeling because nothing else matters. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And go ahead and jot down some notes about the graffiti on your walls of self-doubt. That's really great. That's awesome. Welcome, Dr. Jones. It's nice to see you. So you can keep writing down those notes. Um, so these abundant rituals that we learn together in our Sunder service, we're going to practice them more in depth in our Dream of the Soul School. And we're going to meet on Zoom for an hour every second and fourth Tuesday of the month. 
It's free to join for church members. It's 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. It's an hour. It will not be recorded or live streamed. It's just private. And it's the same Zoom link as our Sunday service. And this year, we're just focusing on money and abundance. In addition to practicing our abundance rituals, we're also going to do some guided meditations. We'll problem solve if one of you is really stuck on something. So do you have any questions about that? Okay, great. So now let's do a recap of our last Sunday service. Now in our last Sunday service, I know y'all remember, we practiced a new version of the Catholic confessional and we called it the Hale Ho'onani confession box. And you realized that something good always comes out of something bad. And during our confession ritual, you kept the good, released the bad. And that ritual was actually really powerful for me because every morning I would wake up and I would realize something good that came out of something bad. And I'm curious to know in a couple minutes when I ask for your feedback, if that happened to any of you as well. So during our last Sunday service, Thomas mentioned procrastination. The very next morning I woke up, I, I, all those years I spent procrastinating flashed through my mind. And instantly I had a second thought that I spent all that time with koala bear and I needed my koala time in order to be extremely creative. And then I thought of a silkworm. They just lay around and be worms, but they produce this gorgeous silk. Creativity needs time to marinate and soak up the juices of life like wine. It has to mature and then its flavors deepen, they widen, they become more layered and complex. The second part of our confession ritual is a personalized mantra that leads to an action step. So for example, the good you got out of procrastination is pure creativity. So it's either I enjoy being pregnant, such as being pregnant with your idea, your project, your vision, your purpose, or I'm done being pregnant, I'm ready to give birth. So you're gonna choose one. And as you dance, you're either affirming your body as this sacred space, which is nourishing your creative ideas, so you're staying still, or you're creating momentum and action, you're forcing those ideas to manifest outward in physical form. And which mantra do you choose? Well, you won't, you won't know until you do your dance, because as soon as you're dancing with your by saying, I know what I want, I'm gonna get what I want. All of a sudden you're gonna, in that dance, you're gonna know your next step. So you, when you're dancing, you're either gonna feel this inner peace and bliss because this creative project's growing inside of you and you're gonna want to do things to nurture it. Or 
going to have this sudden urge to birth your idea, get it moving, get it out there in the world. So which means your next step is either to stay inspired because you're nurturing your idea or it's to start anywhere because you're birthing your idea. <clears throat> so we started with procrastination and we went through the confession ritual and then procrastination changed. It became either pausing, this passionate, profound, poetic pondering, or it became productive, precise, pushing, proclaiming, participating. But either way, it turns into creativity. So whether you're staying inspired or you're starting anywhere, as soon as you confess your procrastination, it will immediately begin healing. And you'll feel it. You'll feel it change. You don't have to do all the work. You just have to confess it. Once you confess it, life takes over. The work starts happening automatically. And you're following the flow of that magic. It's about aligning with what's already there and going with it. It's not a lot of work. It's a lot of surrender, trusting and accepting and knowing that you can vibrationally match with procrastination or with creativity. It's the same thing. If you allow your procrastination to flow in its natural direction and surrender trust and accept that flow, you're going to flow right into your purest form of creativity. So the confession ritual is just to make things flow in its natural direction, whichever path you take into your higher form of manifesting. So right now, I'd like to open it up to a group sharing. Well, it was interesting, the part you were just talking about with the inspired or bursting. Um, I did sign up for a book writing program um, the end of last week. And... Uh, I guess initially it was set up as like a six month program, but before I had signed up, I thought of it as I said, okay, I start in April and do it this year. That will actually be a nine month process. So I was thinking that almost as a giving birth to the book. So it was interesting that you brought that up. <laughs> so. It's awesome. Does anyone else want to share right now? Thank you, Thomas. We'll have another time of sharing real soon. Let's go into our Hawaiian word of the week, which is ho'opuka, which means to make something that you were thinking about real, to bring forth, to bring to light, to make real. So say that with me, ho'opuka, ho'opuka. So ho'o means to bring. Puka is a hole. It's an opening. Like when you give birth to something, it has to pass through the dark hole and emerge into the light. 
So ho'opuka means to emerge to the light as from darkness. If you have an idea or a project and you want to build it or make it real, you ho'opuka it. So say that with me again, ho'opuka. So let's use it in a sentence. In Hawaiian, we say make it real first and then we name whatever we're making real. So we say ho'opuka and then what we want to make real. So for example, ho'opuko iakekala means make real the money or bring forth the money. So I prefer you have sort of a magic wand or a wishing stick, but you can use your uh, pen. If you have a pen, you use it as your wishing stick. Okay, now, so let's start. Okay, so repeat after me. Ho'opuka money. <laughs> okay. Ho'opuka abundance. Get it, get it. Okay. Ho'opuka success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ho'opuka healing. Ooh. Ho'opuka love. Ho'opuka happiness. Okay, great job. You ho'opuka do your abundance. Very good for you. Very good. So now it's time for our Sunday pep talk. Um, I'm gonna talk fast. I'm gonna talk loud. Because uh, I want you to listen to this if you want to on YouTube while you're moving, you're jogging, you're walking the dog, cleaning the house gardening, stretching, because I want you to program your body with your own abundance energy. Move your body into abundance with this pep talk. <clears throat> so there are 30 trillion cells in the human body. 30 trillion is 30 plus 13 zeros that track your every move your every emotion, your every thought, and all the cells of your body, all 30 trillion of them, all they do all day long is track you. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, your 30 trillion cells are watching you. Every single day and every word you say, every game you play, every night you stay, your 30 trillion cells are watching you. And those 30 trillion cells have to all be thinking, I know what I want and I'm gonna get it. I know what I want and I'm gonna get it. You can't have 30 trillion cells thinking anything but this because those cells are designed to instantaneously respond to what you think, feel, and do. And what happens to you when you want to manifest is your 30 trillion cells, they hear you and they get to work. They're responding to the intention you program into them. So when I got sick last year, I went to the ER and I asked God, 
what's going on? And he said, 30 trillion of your cells are releasing small mindedness. Then he showed me in my head, the illness broke open my cells and immediately they began releasing toxic thoughts and toxic emotions. And when they were doing that, they were secreting all this inflammatory substances or fluids that were just coming out of every pore of my body. And I kept yelling at God, this is painful. And he said, you got to get that small mindedness out of your body. Sickness is the fastest way for you to release small mindedness. Your body naturally kills off older, useless cells. Dr. Jones knows that's called apoptosis. And every day, your body kills off about 1% of itself, which is 330 billion cells. It replaces it with 330 billion brand new cells. And you don't want your 330 billion new cells each day to inherit small-mindedness from your old cells. You want them to think better. Now, in my CrossFit gym, there was an 18-year-old named Aaron, and he got into Stanford to be on their football team. And he went there, and he came back a year later, and he looked like blonde Jesus. And I was like, oh, Aaron, what happened to you? And he wouldn't answer me. So I was just using my psychic power. What happened? And finally, I got it. The Bible says, as someone thinks within himself, so he is. So I said to him, you put yourself in a higher league. And then you believed that you belong there. And the trick is putting yourself there and believing you belong. So that's how you manifest something that you don't have and something that you're not into something that you got and something that you are. And blonde Jesus looked at me, he grinned, and his 30 trillion cells focused on what he wanted and believed that they were getting it. And that first semester at Stanford, before Aaron lost almost 50 pounds of fat and turned it into 50 pounds of muscle, his body swelled up and he looked and felt much, much worse before he looked and felt better. 330 billion of his small-minded cells died each day and were replaced by new cells who didn't even know what small-mindedness is. They hadn't even heard of small-mindedness because he wasn't thinking it, he wasn't feeling it, he wasn't doing it. Every day he was training his 330 billion new cells how to be the man he wanted to become. And that's all those new cells knew. They only knew his version of himself. They didn't know that old version of himself because they were just born that day. So when you are sick or severely struggling, it's a very sacred time. You're manifesting. You're giving birth to something new. And 
birth is messy, there's a lot of fluid. If you just honor this time, and focus on yourself. Don't focus on anyone else. You will put yourself in a higher league. Aaron wasn't focusing on all the other fat football players at Stanford. He was only focusing on himself. Sickness, injury, or deep struggle, it's a sacred time and it forces you to focus on yourself. It forces you to release small-mindedness from the 30 trillion cells of your body. It forces you to kill off dead, useless cells that can't let go of their small-mindedness. It forces you to create new, younger cells that are willing to learn from the rest of your cells, cells how to manifest what you want. Struggle is your gift. It's going to put you in a higher league and make you believe you belong there. The trick is your 30 trillion cells. Move your body. Trust your body. Use your body. Use your body. Use your body. Your body is programmed to get your abundance. There's this big chasm that exists between where you are now, where you want to be. Your body doesn't care. Your body says, okay, well, let's just go through the chasm. And you see all these obstacles, blocks, pain. See the, your body sees the quickest, fastest, most direct way to manifest. If there happens to be some pain and suffering in the middle, your body's just gonna do it in the fastest way possible, get through it. Your body just focuses on getting to the other side. Now we see pain. So we create this long, windy way to get around all those obstacles and that pain. Your body just goes through the pain. It only sees what it wants. It does not see what it does not want. You see both. You know, you see what you want over there. Then you see what you don't want, which is getting in the way of what you want. And you create this loopy path around all these things. And to you, and to me, we want to avoid discomfort and suffering at all costs. Your body isn't trying to avoid it. Your body's very realistic. If there's a chasm, your body's going to cross it. If there's sickness, suffering, discomfort, the body goes right through it. I repeat, your body doesn't avoid anything. We avoid, we avoid working too hard, being embarrassed, failure, rejection, even abuse. The body does it. If it has to go through that, it just does it. Your body always takes the fastest route. We think to ourselves that we have a very sm slim chance of making it. So let's avoid anything that's too difficult. 
And do you see how we're always making that process really long? Your body assumes it's absolutely going to do whatever you intend. So when you want something, the body accepts that as a fact. And meanwhile, you're still thinking about it. You're making plan B, plan C, plan D, you know, in case things don't work out, you know, or, or maybe you want to wait for things to line up. And you're creating all this extra work for yourself just because you're leaving open that possibility that you're not going to get what you want. So you have to plan for failure. The body biologically, by design, can only have one plan, which is to succeed. Your body doesn't even know that there are options. Your body can't split itself, itself in half and then one half of it follows a plan to fail, the other half follows a plan to succeed. The body will only follow your intention. I want, I get, if there's discomfort in the middle, fine. Just get through it the fastest way we can. Get it. So it's just a series of really simple facts to the body. The body has no problem with struggle. It just goes ahead, it recovers. You and I have a problem with struggling. The body just gets through it quickly, done. So we take the long route and we give up the possibility of manifesting now in order to do things we just don't like. When the body doesn't like something, it does not have a choice. It has to either digest what it just ate or process it in some way. The body's designed where it cannot avoid what it does not like. So the body just adapts, evolves, it becomes whatever it has to be in order to succeed. And you may not believe that you're going to make it but your body disagrees with you every single day. And when you start following the 30 trillion cells of your body, your body accepts as a fact that the plans God has for you are good and that you will prosper and that you can do all things with this divine spark of God inside each of the 30 trillion cells of your body who give you strength. And that through your struggle, your power's perfecting. And the power of this Christ consciousness rests within you. And that through all these things, the wanting, the struggling, the getting, that God is using all of that for your own good. And, and now let's have a, a little discussion just to hear what you all are thinking right now. Um, I think it's a lot, you know, I feel like it's a lot to think about, but it's also just, I'm trying to just receive it. Um, I woke up today and made a point to write in my journal something that came to me as I was kind of drifting off last night was I feel like I am like in this split consciousness where I fully believe and affirm and recognize and feel my body repairing, uh, making repairs, and I uh, feel like I'm doing things, you know, I go to acupuncture, 
I feel like I'm always learning and I'm incorporating lifestyle changes, eating seaweeds and mushrooms and my broths and my teas and to help my body make those repairs that I know is happening. And this, this other consciousness that I'm feeling out, you know, which surgery style I would use if I have to, <laughs> even though I feel like I don't have, you know, I won't have to because I believe my body's making these repairs um, without such uh, extreme intervention. And I think maybe it aligns in terms of that place of fear that I have that a more drastic medical intervention would um, have risks that none of the doctors say <laughs> there are, but that I fear. So um, anyway, that I just feel like I'm in that split consciousness place, and I re- I receive what you're what you're saying and preaching and giving us pep talk, and I look forward to um, like I said, like incorporating that. So anyway, that's that's just what came to me. I felt able to share. Thank you. Thanks, Sophia. That's awesome. Anyone else? So this is what came in while you were talking, Sophia, <laughs> about your your own body and your personal healing, our, uh, and why we have this incredible aspect regarding you know the terminology that you have up there on on board regarding uh, our connection with God. We can do all things. How I would put that is my thoughts reach. For those kinds of verbiage, but it downloads of what you've just said. It uh, you uploaded the little trillion cells that they need to have a spokesperson, the computer, to download into my body. So my thoughts get a higher thought, dancing, moving, what those cells need, what I want all the positive kinds of uh, elixirs that uplift us. Then it gets downloaded into the cells of my body. And one of the ways of it getting to the cells, those 30 trillion cells, is through the joy of movement, the joy of life, the joy of what I want. That's awesome. Great. So let's do our open our closing prayer. And so go ahead and close your eyes. And just breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in and breathing out. And knowing and imagining that Christ is here in the room with you and Mother Mary and all your spirit guides and your guardian angels and all these helper angels that are surrounding you. And they know and they feel that struggle is real. And they don't care because you're gonna get what you want. Seeing the 30 trillion cells in your body all lined up, whether there's a storm ahead of them or sunshine, they don't give a rip. They're gonna get what they want. That's all they know. They literally have no knowledge except that they get what they want because they're programmed for your abundance. Breathe 
breathing in and out, see your heart. See your heart like a light, like a sun of courage. A beautiful ball of light in the life, just emanating courage to the 30 trillion cells of your body. All they know, if there's a wall in front of you, is that it's going to be gone soon. And they're going to leap right over it. They're going to smash it down. They're going to have fun playing food with it and eating it. But they're going through that wall and they're doing it with glee and with joy. And they're laughing because it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Your challenges are a joke. It is so funny. They just don't see your pain. If they do, they think it's funny. And then they just keep getting what you want because that's all they know. Abundance, abundance, abundance. Use your body, use your body, use your body. It is your gift and it will go through struggle like a river and it will get you what you want because that's all it knows. See your body being filled with the gold light of God's courage, of the sun, the light, and the life of God. See your 30 trillion cells screaming and shouting the war cry. I know what I want. every day that's all they do that's all they do every day same then every day and that's who you are you are abundance my love you are abundance and you are the light of this world and god makes you shine because you light. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now it's time for our round of goodbyes. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. This is just what I needed today. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Vicki. Uh, some really powerful distinctions today. Um, about the body. And, uh, very helpful. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today at Haleho Anani. Goodbye.